0: My daughter's still snoring gently. I'm nearly caught up, Terry. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's taken some hard work. I mean, I know Robert voice has gone, but what are the chances of this really surviving as a podcast? Do you think, Terry? Yeah, I'd say the same. We must never let the public know. Let's just pretend it's going to carry on. We were staying in the posh hotel in Wrexham, which, as you can imagine, was quite impressive. The cannibal and I were on different floors, but in the same position at the end of the corridor, right opposite the plant room, which was humming gently as I went to bed, so either the plant was a triffid or it was radioactive in some way. There was a massive boiler in the corridor, which was cordoned off and clearly either waiting to be put in or taken out. We have not got the best rooms, obviously, and this morning workmen started up pretty early, banging metal on metal and doing some major operation on both floors. I was already awake, but it was a bit annoying as I was trying to record some podcasts, but they woke Giles up. I went to the gym, and when I got back to I have a shower, I was surprised to find the water was freezing cold. Clearly this had something to do with the work on the boilers, and it might have been nice if we'd been warned about it. I had a cold wash with the flannel, but it was hardly the start to the day that I'd wanted or needed, given I was doing a gig that night. The receptionist was bright and breezy and asked if my stay had been okay. I said I was a bit annoyed about the work going on next to my room. Maybe they should have closed those rooms while renovations were happening, and more annoyed that there was no hot water. Yeah, sorry about that, she said, breezily. We were not told that was going to happen. We only just found out ourselves, which seemed unlikely or, at best, incompetent. I can only apologise, she said, as if that was something out of the control of the hotel. Well, that's not all you can really do, is it? I said you could refund our money. And surely they had to. They'd failed to provide the service required or give us any advance warning of what was going on. They clearly saw themselves as quite a slick hotel for business people. And just because I'm a grubby comedian and get away with smelling of sweat all day long doesn't mean that that is acceptable. You'd have to speak to the manager about that, she said. So it turned out they could do more than apologise. I thought that was weird. I think we worked something out in the end. This is the kind of thing that happens when you go abroad and different cultures have different ways of doing things. So we shouldn't judge the Welsh too harshly for this. We came over here with our fancy English notions of expecting to sleep and get washed in a hotel but next time I have to deliver something within my job description I'm just going to try saying I can only apologise and see if I can get away with it after having a lot of time to kill in Wrexham very much the Loughborough of Wales with little on offer to do we headed across to Sutton Coalfield for my annual fun gig at the Comedy Junction one of the best small comedy clubs in the country they somehow squeezed a sofa onto the tiny stage though I was in danger of dashing my head on the lighting rig says my head's there Terry but maybe it means the head of my penis uh, if I bounced too enthusi- enthusiastically, it is a big penis, you're right, Terry. That would so it, it would put that could possibly happen. Or kicking out the teeth of the people in the front row if I made a wrong move. After playing theatres for a while it was fun to get back into a venue where the front row was less than a foot away from me. It's always a great crowd here, though one man, a little worse aware, was commenting a bit of enthusiastically during the first half, though quietly enough I could ignore him. By the second half he got to that level of junk drunkness where he didn't know what was going on. He was clearly enjoying the show, but he kept in throwing in unamusing comments or thinking he was adding to the joke by explaining it. In the end I had to put him down quite cruelly and wish death upon him. But with a bit of coercion from the people who ran the gig, he did more or less shut up in the end. It will probably be in part make the podcast at some point, though like my other Heckler video, it's about the impossibility of dealing with someone who's so drunk they have no idea what they're doing. Chris Evans, not that one, forgot to factor in VAT to our Kickstarter total. He's delightfully incompetent, like a Welsh Mr Bean. That's a Mr Bean who's had to wash himself in a cold water with with a flannel and hasn't had any sleep. So, as I write, we have four hours to raise £3,600, so if you haven't helped yet, bung us a couple of quid at the Kickstarter campaign. Obviously, we'll go ahead regardless and we'll find the money somewhere, but any help appreciated. We're not really businessmen. We just want to bring you top comedy without losing too much money. That's no kind of business model, is it? But hopefully it'll produce some good stuff.